and welcome and hello. We got episode four of Boncourt Sports Talk. I'm Cass. I'm Daka. We got a great slate for you guys today. Topic one. We got the World Cup group stage mock. You guys know the World Cup is going to be in November this year. Doc, are you excited for the World Cup? Should be right now, man. It should have started like, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? Yeah, in a normal year, yep. I think, uh, what is the reasoning because it's so warm in Qatar? Or? Yeah, they're doing the whole thing where in Qatar it's like, uh, it's it's way too hot over there, but it doesn't make any sense because it's hotter. It was hotter in Brazil in 2014. Uh, wow. Well, yeah, 2014. It was hotter in Brazil then, and they, they took uh, breaks like in the middle of the game. They had a like uh, hydration breaks and stuff like that. But I don't know why for Qatar they're just not doing it. I guess it's just better to not do those hydration breaks in the middle of the game. But uh, I, yeah, I don't I know. Guess, it's, it's weird. I guess that would make sense. But I feel and like plus they're in indoor. Be... They're in stadiums, by the way. They're, some of them are indoor stadiums. Most of them are indoor. So like it it's doesn't make any be sense. warm, though. I mean, I don't know. I, for me, summer is the best for the World Cup. Like for sure. People are going to have school. The younger audience and then the older audience will probably be busier if it's during the winter. So I don't know. It's just coined for it's coined for the summer and just it just kind of kills it a little. What? Without further ado, uh, let's start with Group A. We're gonna choose the top two that we think are gonna come out of the groups, and next week we will do the first round of the tournament based on yeah. the mock that we do today. So let's start with Group A. You got Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal. And the Netherlands. All right. Uh, I'm going to run with Senegal and Netherlands. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Senegal and Netherlands. You don't think Qatar is going to rig it? <laughs> they, I don't I don't think they're good enough to rig it. I think they're just too shit. It's like South Africa. Like, they just couldn't do anything. No, I'm, I'm kidding. For sure, for sure, uh, Holland and Senegal. Senegal has a lot of studs. Koulibaly, Mane. Yeah. I think they could even steal it. They really could steal it. I, I still think Netherlands should win it. Uh, yeah. but there's a chance I go could steal that. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll do uh we'll do those two as uh first and second place, and then let's move to Group B. You got England, Group Blows, Iran, the U.S. and Wales. And it's kind of tough. I'm gonna go with England for my first spot. Yeah, they'll take. They'll win it. They, I mean, if they don't win it, it's good. They're not winning shit. They're not doing anything in the fucking. The Welsh, the Americans, yeah. and the Iranians—they all have like a similarly calibered team. I feel average like. team, literally. Um, Iran goes deep sometimes in the World Cup. So does the U.S. Wales probably have uh, is Bill called up? I don't. Rec- I mean, yeah, he should. There's no way he's not called up. That's their only guy. They have Aaron well, Ramsey, called they have up, him. But I mean, is he like actually playing? His I have not. Uh, I have no I, idea. I don't know. I, mean, I think that's a big deal, though. Yeah, that could sway my opinion. I mean, yeah, he was the reason in like 2016 where they even was it 2016. Yeah, 2016 where they even got to the the semifinals of the what's it called? Yeah, he, yeah. he he's playing in the World Cup. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna go with America either way. I think America mm-hmm. has some. I mean, they've been developing pretty well. Of course, you got Pulisic, but you also got uh, Dest. Yeah. You got, uh, McKinney and a couple other guys who can play. So. I'm gonna go America just for the young talent that they have. Yeah, I think they have a lot more people uh, who are like definitely developing in Europe a lot more. I'd probably take US if anyone's gonna upset it. I'll be Iran because Iran is they've 
they've gone there before. They've they I think it was a round of sixteen. They think they had it close at one point. It was either yeah. Emerald, no, it was Algeria. It was Algeria. I think Messi Messi uh shot them down during the yeah. World Cup. Yeah, it was Algeria against Germany. Uh, I think it was twenty ten. Mm-hmm. That was also one that they, it was like another Middle Eastern team that made a run. I still think the U.S. should. They, I don't think there's an excuse for the U.S. to not make it. Yeah. Uh, I, they'll get knocked out early though. Yeah, for sure. All right. Speaking of Messi, you got Group C with Argentina, Saudi Arabia, uh, Mexico, and Poland. And for me, this is easy. Mm-hmm. Argentina number one. Uh, and for me, I heard a lot of Poland talks, but I'm going Mexico number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's close. Uh, Argentina is going to win it. Uh, I think Poland uh, will actually take the second spot. I think Mexico might fall short this year. So you, you think Lewandowski carries? Yeah, man. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't looked horrible even in like, these uh these nation league uh games. They all yeah. almost upset. I mean, obviously you can't really compare them, like because Belgium is a much for me. I just it's like one of those uh, things where Poland is uh, Poland's good. Um, they have some decent guys, of course, and yeah. then they have a star in uh, in uh, Lewandowski. So they're like yeah. kind of like a carried by their star. Whereas Mexico is just like an all around uh, pretty good, pretty average. They are a team. better overall team. Yeah. Got, uh, you know, you got Lozano, you got Diego Lainez, you got Raul Jimenez. So that front three attack right there, it's probably mm. going to be great. It's going to be very fun. Oh, man, Jimenez called. You know, man. Jimenez, yeah. And then you got, uh, they have a decent defense. So I, Jonathan Dos Santos in the midfield, Cordova. It's going to be close. I, You know what? I can I can see Mexico. I'm actually, I'll, I'll switch that. I'll take Mexico. I, I completely forgot about the front three because, I mean, not even just the front three, just Lozano and Jimenez playing together. I want to see that again. Lozano, Jimenez, so and Linus. Linus, uh, from La Liga, Linus I think he crazy. plays for yeah, Real yeah. Betis. He's, He's insane. Young stud. Well, yeah. I love Chucky Lozano and I love Aron uh, Jimenez. So, I think All those right. two could definitely uh, make a big impact. And like you said, Mexico is just a much more rounded team than Poland. Yeah, for sure. All right, we got Group D. Uh, this is a pretty easy one. You got yeah. France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. So what are you going with? Uh, the given France wins it, Denmark follows up. I don't think the Aussies can do much, and Tunisia is just there for support. I actually got to look at the Tunisia roster. I don't think I'm going to recognize anyone. I know Denmark has some pretty good guys. Denmark's a very solid team, but I don't. I mean, they could they could do something, but yeah, uh, France number one, Denmark number two for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, next group is Group E. You got Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. It's the easiest one yet. Sure, and Costa Rica will give uh, those two problems, but not nothing, nothing like nothing that's going to be like worth noting. Uh, Germany and Spain, I think. Yeah, Germany and Spain. I think Spain <sighs> takes number one personally. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. No, I'll go Spain number one too. It's close. It, it'll be interesting. It I can't close. wait to watch them two play. But I like I like uh, some guys on Costa Rica. You got uh, yeah. K- Kaylor Navas for sure. He's gonna I, I, I think Germany's gonna. I think Germany's gonna smother Costa Rica. I think Costa Rica might give Spain problems. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go Spain and Germany though. For sure, same. Um, Group F, you got Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Um, wow. Okay, you gotta you gotta give you gotta show Morocco some love here because uh, so Belgium number one, but then number two yeah. is between Croatia and Morocco. Because I'm uh, honest, I kind of like I kind of like Canada more than Morocco. Really, yeah. Even with the addition of Hakimi, yeah. Even even with Hakimi and Ziyech, I like. Uh man, I don't know. I think Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David. Uh, that that Canadian team has had a lot of progression. That I can't. I remember seeing a bunch of guys that like 
but it was a but really you good remember some of the guys that Morocco has. So they got uh, Hakim Zayat, Ziyech. Ziyech, yeah. Uh, Ashraf Hakimi, as you mentioned. Yeah. Yassin Bounou, the goalkeeper, who has been playing really well. Um, you got Kevin Malquit, who was uh, on the front. Like, Malquit was really French, good, yeah. French nationality, and now he's uh, playing for them. So they got some guys for sure. I know Canada has definitely a couple guys as well. Yeah. Uh, and Croatia, I mean, we can't forget about Croatia. I'm gonna go Croatia number two. Mm. I was, I was on Croatia as well. I didn't think that uh, Morocco and Canada would give them enough trouble. That's gonna be a very interesting uh, group, nonetheless. It'll be a very fun one to watch. Yeah, I mean, Croatia is still gonna be running with uh, Modric, Perisic, uh, Kovacic, Mateo. That Kovacic. team's great. That team's yeah. so great. They made it to the World Cup final last Love year. They're obviously, they're getting older. It's a bit different of a team, but they're not gonna. They're not. Oh. They're not regressing that low to where Canada and Morocco are going to trump them in the. Their yeah, group I mean, they got they got Kovacic now as well. So, yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Belgium and Croatia as well. Mm-hmm. And Group G, second to last group, we got Brazil, uh, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Another tough one because I'm going to go Brazil number one. Uh, my same. I'm going to uh, go Serbia for the second one for sure. Switzerland will come close. I think it will be a very good uh, game to watch between Serbia and Switzerland. I I will take Serbia, though. Serbia has Luka Jovic and Vlahovic as their strikers. Vlahovic is is so fucking good, man. Yeah, he's good. And then the midfield is uh, Milinkovic, Savic, Kostic. Um, Very, very, very very solid team. Ivanovic on the defense. It's it's a pretty good team. Um, Mm -hmm. Then you got the Swiss, who are actually pretty good as well. They are... Look up their roster. They have summer. Can... They got uh, Shakiri still. Shakiri always shines in uh, what's it called? In those large, in those larger uh, nation uh, tournaments. No, that I definitely Zakaria international as well. tournaments. I definitely think uh, Serbia has a better team. Yeah, I'm, I I go Serbia. They play better together too overall. Let me just do Cameroon so I can give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's see who they got. Vincent I'd rather Abubakar, just give it a doubt. Chupo <laughs> Chupo Moting. Uh, yeah, no, definitely Serbia. Yeah, we'll go Serbia and Brazil. Mm. Group H, uh, the final group. Yep. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Portugal. I think one. it's a gimme. I think Portugal takes it, and then Uruguay follows up. Yep, I'm gonna have to agree. No I think it's deliberate to, uh, that they had. Uh, I think it's deliberate that they put Ghana and Uruguay in the same uh, group. No, uh, no disrespect to. Uh, Min Sun in South Korea, but he will not be able to carry that. That seems nothing. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. We move with that. So that is the group stage mock. And let's move on to our next topic today, our second out of the three topics. I'm going to talk about the NBA um, free agency. agency. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of storylines that we got to consider. Uh, first and foremost, Kyrie Irving. Because I've sure. been hearing a lot of noise. I just want to ask you. So he remains with the Nets. Make that clear. He signed mm-hmm. $37 million contract. Uh, was it one year for $37 mil? Was that Yeah, it's his player option. He didn't really sign anything. He just picked up his player option. Uh, yeah, he picked up his player option. This a little fuck you to both the Nets and everybody else. The Lakers, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So he remains with the Nets. Was the drama surrounding his name his fault? Or was it the media's fault more so? Uh, I don't necessarily. I wouldn't really even call it drama. i just say that. Uh, I mean, even even still till now, there are reports saying that that sign and trade with the Lakers isn't a done deal. The Lakers are trying to do something with the Westbrook and a package for Kyrie. 
Yeah. And they're still trying to do that. Uh, Westbrook yeah. also picked up his uh, player option just now too. But uh, I don't, I don't think it was anybody's fault. I think it's still a thing. Uh, it's, these are reports that like they're definitely still coming out, and I, I don't, I don't shut them down. I don't think Kyrie is fully set on staying with the Nets. Uh-huh. Okay. So yeah, I think it could still happen. And what does that mean for KD? Because let's say they do get Westbrook, is KD happy? I don't. I don't think Katie's happy with Kyrie leaving and them getting Westbrook in a pack. I don't. Katie and Westbrook. I thought. I think that chapter is done, regardless of how many people want to see it. I think Katie's leaving after that. I think it's gonna be a lot of memes on Twitter and shit. When if if that happens and Westbrook for Kyrie is a thing with like a package, obviously because they're not just gonna give up Kyrie for Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, there's gonna be memes everywhere of Katie just asking for a trade and leaving as soon as Russell Westbrook comes to the team. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. So let's move to, uh, so, so you think the, the drama's not even done yet? I, I think those reports, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure I just saw Legion Hoops even tweet about it saying that like it's multiple sources around the NBA are, are still, uh, aware that the sign and trade is still possible between, uh, Kyrie and the Lakers, even though of the whole thing, even though the whole like uh player option pickup with him and Westbrook picking up player options. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd – I mean, if he went to the Lakers, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't. And, and, and if AD was able to stay healthy, they'd probably be contend for the finals. At they could the probably be favorites. Least. Probably should be favorites, yeah. Yeah. Um, them versus the Clippers, them versus the Warriors would be really fun series. And that's – you mentioned the Clippers. That's what I wanted to get into next. John Wall mm-hmm. just signed with the Clippers. Love this. For – how how much again? I don't even remember how much the contract. Was. I didn't even see the contract. I don't even think they Let's released look the at that contract. One. I don't think they signed a contract. Yeah, I think he planned to. They might yeah. have actually. I don't know. Did he officially uh, sign with them? Let's see. I don't see anything. I, oh, he's he's supposed to earn forty one million next year. Holy fucking shit! They're paying him the forty one million dollars. Yeah. So I don't. So no, that can't be right. No way. Or that's got. I think that was his buyout. Wasn't that the contract he got bought out on? No way the Clippers could afford that. They're paying three guys forty plus million dollars. Yeah, I don't even know. Let's see. Um, he's supposed to. Okay, it was a yeah. So they bought him out, and that means he's giving back seven mil. He was supposed to make forty-seven mil. He gave mm-hmm. back seven, and now he's making uh, about forty-one mil. That's crazy. Yeah. So even though he got bought out, it's still at forty-one mil. It was closer to fifty before the buyout. Yeah, so, I think it's I think it's a little heavily overpaid, but I mean he, dude, he still looked good. Uh, in Houston, he was well, dropping fifties and stuff. I know a lot of people. Was Houston. A lot of people were saying that he uh, he was dookie and all that. Honestly, I I'd have to disagree. I mean, he was dropping twenty and seven. He just needs to get. I think if he gets in the flow of things, he can still be a good contributor. I think the Clippers, what they needed was a point guard. I think it's uh, a perfect system. Yeah. No disrespect to Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson's a great scorer. Uh, he can definitely run the two, but I need. I think they needed a point guard. And you, you look at the roster now, and just read the roster off, like the, the starting five, and just think about how good that that could possibly be. What you got? You got John Wall, Paul George, Kawhi, Marcus Morris, and was Zubac starting the center? Yeah, uh, but I think Zubac's been progressing go. every every day. They might go John Wall at the one, Jackson at the two. Oh, I I think they should keep Jackson on the bench. I think that's better for them. 
Imagine or me. I mean, you could play Marcus Moore off Marcus, uh, Marcus Morris off the bench. But I like I like Reggie being able to run his show. I don't I think, know. I mean, think about it. If if they do run that and they just want all the studs on the court, though, Wall, yeah. Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi, and Zubox. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a that great a lineup. Great, yeah. If John Wall lineup. is playing well, that's a great lineup. So, I don't know. Are they finals favorites if that happens? I don't know about favorites. Uh, they're they're 100% up there, though. I fucking love that team. That team's that team is insane. It's very, imagine they sign somebody else too. It's just anybody for, who can play role. It's hard for me because we've been hyping up the Clippers for three years now. Kawhi has been injured for a couple of years, and I know he was injured before he won the ring with Toronto. Big injury yeah. comes back, wins the ring, but I don't know. I don't know if he still has that. I don't know if we're, we're considering Kawhi to be the same exact player as he was before when saying they are Finals favorites. Is he the same player? How do we know? I don't know. I think I need, like, at least... Like, we'd be lucky if they played, like, 50 games in the regular season together. Yeah. You have to give it time. But, uh, I mean, it's like Kawhi coming off that bad injury with the Spurs and then going on to fuck everybody with Toronto. And yeah. he started doing great with the Clippers, but then, obviously, didn't really... They haven't gone distance with the Clippers either. So, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, Luka. too many accumulated uh, injuries is... It's not the best thing on the planet, so you'll see what happens eventually. But, yeah. You never okay. know. So, furthermore, uh, just regarding the NBA, there's a lot more free agent, or there, there's plenty more free agents who haven't been signed yet uh, that are great. A lot of guys in like the top fifty that haven't been signed yet. Yeah. Some notable names: you got James Harden, unsigned. Uh, Sixers do have his bird rights. You got Bradley Beal, Bruce Brown from the Nets. You got DeAndre Ayton. Zach Levine, um, Mitchell Robinson, Miles Bridges, good one. Kevin Looney. That's crazy that they're not planning on paying him that much. I mean, I don't, a max Ooh. for Bridges, I don't know. Oh, but yeah. Like, he, he, he should get some decent. I think he's a part of that money. core. I thought he was. But a they part don't want to pay him a max. They they announced that they're not planning on paying him a max. They don't want to pay him a max. I think he's looking and for that. Trade Rozier or something. <laughs> get, yeah, honestly, get rid of Terry. Yeah. Like, I think he, if a hey, Bridges might want to come back to Detroit, I they think have here, money. Here's what I think out of out of this long list of great free agents. Here, I'm going to name off who I think is going to resign, and we'll talk about the guys right. who I think are not going to resign or potentially could not resign. I think Anthony Simons is staying with the Blazers. He's part of that. Where he dropped like 20 a game when he was healthy and when he was starting. Yeah, um, great scorer, uh, liability on the defensive end, but gives me like Jalen Brunson vibes. I like him. Uh, I think that let's see. I think Levine will probably end up resigning. I think he um, said. I think he stated that he was. Yeah. Looney will definitely end up resigning. He's been there he since he was 19 be, years yeah. old. He knows the system inside and out. He's an offensive board hog. Um, Nurkic probably likes the situation now even more with Jeremy Grant there. It'd be insane if he doesn't resign because he just posted that KD post. Yeah, exactly. On, uh, on his exactly. on his with Twitter, and then K- I think Dame posted on his Insta story. So if Nurkic is, doesn't resign or gets traded, that'd be hilarious. The Nets need to do everything in their power to make sure Bruce Brown stays. So I think he'll be yeah. There. Um, need, they need people, man. Bad yeah, man. they need three and D like that. Um, I think. Yeah, I mean he'll stop there. What do you think happens with James Harden? I think the Sixers are going to be in the corner and they're going to be forced to pay him. I'll get him out. Mm, uh, interesting. Unless Joel Embiid 
tries to actively do something to get somebody else or to get a bunch of other people. Uh, I don't fucking know, man. That that team's like it's kind of ghosting right now. I think they're trying to trade Matisse. It's it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, they traded Danny Green I, for uh for uh, the guy from the Grizzlies. It was a great. It was a great trade for them. DeAnthony Melton. Yeah, he, he's Melton. very solid. It's a very yeah, good fucking. He's a good team. role player. Danny Green sucks. Works for them. Um, worth a late first rounder, honestly. I think with Harden, it's like the Sixers win the sweepstakes for Irving, and if they get Irving, get rid of Harden. But uh, he's probably they're probably the not going to win the sweepstakes Irving. for who? I said they were they were in the sweepstakes for Irving. I know he worked. Oh out for oh them. oh! I'm like I'm like oh holy shit! I'm like, I'm, we should have fucking started with that. I was like the hell. Yeah, but I don't think that they will be front no, no, for no, that. That's gotta be gone. Yeah, I think that's gone. I don't think there's a chance of that. Yeah. So who are they gonna trade? You know what I mean? He's Sign and trade Harden, Harden back to the Sixers. Harden is just not great, man. Like, what do you do if you're in a situation that the Sixers are in right now? You got Harden, a guy who's not, like, barely a shell of his old self. Injury prone. He's not clutch. He's not aggressive like he used to be. Uh, he's decent at best. He'll, he'll, he'll give you, like, 12 assists and, and all that good stuff. But he's not great. What do you even do? Like this, Man, he, Do you just develop Maxi to the max or do you sign him? Like. You, the thing with Harden is he's a, he's a showrunner and you can't rely on him to run the show anymore and that and he can't play a role either and he's not gonna play a role. It's his I wouldn't call it his ego, but that's the placement of him right now and that's how the league still views him for whatever reason. If someone were to ask him to play a role, I think he's gonna I think he'd fucking snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so unless he's running the show, you know they're not gonna pay him money and they're gonna pay him money to run the show and they're gonna they're fucked with that. I think they should. Uh, develop Maxi as much as they possibly can. I think they should definitely um try to sign somebody else. You should push for Beal, honestly. Uh, You'd rather have Beal than Harden. I, I would too. On that team, especially, yeah, I think I think they could play really good team backs backs basketball with uh Maxi Beal and Embiid as a core. Yeah, I would agree. Especially Melon coming on Harden. So for Bradley Beal, uh, you don't think he's gonna resign? With the Wizards, he wants. To I I, mean, I think he I think he is, but because uh, I'm pretty sure he stated that he's opting out of his thing to re-sign a five-year max, which is the oh, dumbest yeah, fucking thing that. he could do. Uh, he's not gonna win shit, but he gets yeah. to play with Porzingis, I guess. Uh, that's he's what getting, he wants. He's getting that bag, but he's they're just they're not gonna win with that core. I mean, what did they got? They got Kuzma, they got Hachimura, they got Porzingis, Bill if he signs. Um, They've got a bunch of fucking nothing, bro. It's like they're they're not making shit. They're not making the play, and they're not doing anything. They're fucking useless. <laughs> uh, okay, Bridges, Bridges. I've heard some Pistons talk with Bridges. What is that about? What do you think happens there? Hometown coming from Michigan State. Yeah, probably come back. They have the money for it. They want to sign DeAndre Ayton <laughs> too. Uh, they did a- just get Jalen Duran. Yeah, such and Jaden Ivey. Yeah, such a good core over there in Detroit. I mean, they flipped Drummond. And uh, Blake Griffin, that whole disgusting situation into this, I'm just, I'm actually proud of them being from Detroit myself. Like that's good. really good, uh, really good young core for now. Yeah, and Bridges, I, as a Knicks fan, I would love to have Miles Bridges, honestly. But do you see I that? I don't think that's happening. Do you see I a possibility. Him and, uh, him and RJ Barrett would fit. Really? Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're too similar. Wings. Wings like Bridges, though, they just 
you need as many of them as you can get on the team. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't think I don't think the Knicks would agree with you. I think they would. Maybe, maybe they try to get. I hope they do. I'd rather have Bridges than Jalen Brunson, honestly. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to pay Jalen Brunson a fucking max. But the Mavs are trying to re-sign him, so I hope the Knicks don't fucking get him. Well, I think but, Bridges but might we, go- did, we made so many dumb decisions. We ended up with nobody from this draft just to get Jalen Brunson. So like, we're gonna we sign get- someone. We're gonna if we don't sign somebody. This, if we don't sign somebody this offseason, there is no fucking point of what we did during the draft, and so we're just going to be useless throughout the entire season. We just have R.J. Barrett, and we're paying Julius Randle, go fuck yourself, money, for no fucking reason. And we're just going to sit there at the 12th <laughs> seed, get a shitty fucking draft pick again, and do nothing with it again, because we just shit the bed every fucking time. I don't know what the fuck the Knicks are doing. Yeah, Julius Randle is a fucking dickhead. He sucks. Dude, I'm he sorry. sucks. He had a blow-up year in the season, sucked dick in the fucking playoffs, got raped by John Collins and Capella. He's, Bro, fuck off. He's a ball-dominant. Yeah, he's a ball-dominant power forward who can't play a point-forward role. He needs yeah. to score, but he's missing every fucking fadeaway he takes. He looks like a dickhead on the court. I don't I don't like Julius Randle. I don't like him anymore, honestly. It's the same thing as Pascal Siakam. They blew up, have one move, and they and everybody fucking figured it out, and they can't do shit about it anymore. You're not Carmelo Anthony, Julius Randle. Suck. Stop trying to be Carmelo Anthony. And then, speaking of Melo, fucking, fucking Knicks want to sign Melo. Are they fucking stupid? I mean, what the fuck's the point of giving Melo money right now? He's 38 years old. I'm trying to sign Carmelo Anthony. You're telling me we did all that fucking shit to sign Carmelo fucking Anthony? Okay, okay, okay. DeAndre Aiden. Anyways, yeah, we're old. Fuck the next man. DeAndre Aiden. What's going on with him? I heard some oh. Pistons talk with him until they got Duran, so I, I think that's out, out the bed. I still think they should. I, I still think. Oh, I, don't, I, I, I don't disagree. Know. Isaiah Stewart. I think they can progress Duran behind Aiden. No, well, they already have Isaiah Stewart and Marvin Bagley, and now they got Duran. I don't think they need Aiden. I'd say they'd get rid of Stewart, though. I, th- I feel like they'd get rid of Stewart. And, and they're going they're gonna to have to choose. They're going to have to choose between Stewart and Bagley. That's fine. Yeah, I don't. Think I keep get, I don't think they get in. I think they try to get yeah. another like three and D guy. Play probably wing. a wing. I think yeah. Bridges is their best bet if Bridges is available. I think mm-hmm. if Bridges is not available, I think they're gonna get eight and give away two. Mm. Interesting. That's that's not bad. But I do feel like they cleared up a lot, even with the whole Kemba thing to, to get Durin. They lost what like nine million, seven million off of uh, Kemba. Yeah. Uh, for the buyout, but they still yeah. have a lot of money to give somebody a max or to give somebody a really big contract. Um, uh, I think the Pistons, Pistons and Knicks, I think are both going to definitely make a move this offseason. And if the Pistons don't, they're fine. They did a fuckload in the draft. They got everything they needed uh, to to boost themselves for the season. That the Knicks need to sign somebody. Okay, what about um, Montrezl Harrell? Played for the Hornets this year. I like him as. The sixth man. I don't like him as anything other than that. I think he should go back to the Clippers. I think it's a perfect fit over there. What about Bobby Portis? He's another guy that can go to the Clippers. I mean, Bobby Portis on the Clippers would be insane. Um, I think, think he stays in fit for the Bucks is better, though. I think he stays in Milwaukee. But he wants money, so we'll see if they got that. All right. Well, that does round out our free agency overlook. Um Apologize in advance for all you guys who had to listen to our Julius Randle rant. He fucking sucks. Next so. blow, man. They're so fucking stupid. And it's going to be, it's, we're just, I'm telling you, we're going to be even more disappointed than we think we can be right now. Whatever the <laughs> fuck they're going to do or don't do, it's just going to be so much worse than what we expect. I, I hope for the best, but I agree. That's where we lose. Um, but without further ado, back to the Please, 
Where the fuck is my drum roll? I don't hear it. I'll give it. <laughs> I, I got nothing else, man. My favorite section every single week, we got buy, sell. Today, uh, we got just about 10 buy, sell hot takes from our community, from our listeners. I can't wait. Are you ready? It's fucking right. All right. We got Fareed Balbaki from Dearborn, Michigan with our first three hot takes of the day. Number one, Lions will make the playoffs. <laughs> this fucking kid, man, every fucking time. I'm going to sell. It's the same every year with him. He's, he says this every year. He's, he, he, said, actually, he, he doesn't even help. The, the thing is, like, it's like, he, he. you know what he does? He says he uh he's, like, just trying to play dumb or trying to fuck around. No, he genuinely means this one. Oh, every yeah. single year oh, he yeah. means it. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's I know. horrible. It's he's so gonna bad. He's going to give you the whole O-line talk about how we're a top three O-line and how that's going to carry us to the playoffs. Like, we're starting Jared Goff and our defense is shit. I hate bringing the, the Knicks back again. This is exactly like Knicks fans, like some delusional Knicks fans or La- even delusional Lakers fans. When every, under every fucking tweet you said he's a Laker, you just see the fucking people. He's a fucking Laker. <laughs> you see one thing. It's like Kevin Durant. Did not eat breakfast. He's a Laker. It's like I said, every fucking time. <laughs> this, is, this is for Reed with the Lions every fucking year. Lord, so much better. Our low line so much better. We got a we got a great fucking receiver in the draft. Our, oh, look at our defense. They're progressing. Dan Campbell's going to be fucking insane this year. They suck. They still suck. I mean, no. I mean, they don't suck as much as they did last year. Their young core is insane, but playoffs get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't think they make the playoffs. Um, yeah. I don't know. From, from our division, I think the Vikings probably. Actually, I don't know. Vikings. Offense is great. Star started offense. That could yeah. them. The Bears will probably not last. play too Bears well. Bears finish last. Yeah. yeah. They probably won't play too well with Fields. We could take second place. We Packers without Devontae know. Adams will be pretty good defensively. They have a good defense. I don't know how well they'd fare off. I don't know how Aaron Rodgers is going to play without his star. They could use both running back. I mean, it's like I, I'm just trying to brainstorm for them. Like, they could use Jones a lot in the receiving, and they could play a two running back formation sometimes with Dylan in the backfield and – Jones coming in as a receiving guy. I think their lines go like nine and eight. I, I don't hate that. I, I don't hate nine and eight. They have, to, but that's optimistic. To be fair, you want to see the schedule though, too. But uh, I'm going nine and eight. But yeah, they don't make the playoffs. I don't think they make the playoffs. I mean, who who do you have? I got. Uh, who do you have when? Who do you have going to the playoffs? Um, in the NFC for, rather. Let me look up the NFC. Uh, I can go. I'll go Rams cards. Uh, Bucks, Packers, Vikings, mm-hmm. Cowboys. I take the Eagles over the Lions. It's six from uh, each uh, conference, right? Yeah. So I I just listed seven. Uh, I don't know how the Niners situation is right now. If Debo stays, I don't trust Trey Lance. Um, I don't go, know if Debo stays. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take go, the Niners. I'm gonna say Niners. I'm gonna say Niners Rams. Uh, Cardinals. Let's see. Wait. List the teams you take over the Lions. Not necessarily. And the Niners, Rams, and Cardinals are all in the same division, though, aren't they? It, yeah, and they all made it last year, though. Yeah, I think Niners, Rams, and Cardinals will probably all make it again. Honestly, depends on Trey Lance and depends on Debo. But yeah, I'm still riding with you on that. And then I'm gonna say Vikings. Okay. Uh, sneak in, and then I'm gonna go. That's what four. Yeah, I'm gonna go Buccaneers. As the fifth. Yep. And in no particular order, by the way. And then mm-hmm. sixth, um, not the Seahawks. Man. You got to go Cowboys, Eagles, Washington. Yeah. Or something um, 
I'm gonna say probably the Cowboys. Cowboys or Eagles, yeah. one of the two. Probably the Cowboys. I yeah. think both. I think both. Yeah, maybe the Cowboys and Eagles, and then only two make it from the Rams division. Maybe the Rams yeah. and like the, the Cardinals. Yeah, but definitely I take not the, the Saints. Lions. I take the Saints over the Lions. I'd still take the Packers over the Lions. Eagles over the Lions, yeah, like probably. Yeah, Eagles over now the Lions. Now that they have Eagles, AJ Brown. Eagles made it last year. If the Eagles made it last year, they did they make it last year? Yeah, they did make it last year. If now they, they made have it last AJ year, they 100%. Yeah, now they have AJ Brown. Like, and they didn't yeah. lose anybody. Yeah, yeah. Still have Darius Slay. He's playing out of his fucking mind. So, Lions don't make the playoffs. Next take. No, nah, no way. Fuck you, Freed. Chargers beat the Ravens in the conference finals. Jesus. Herbert wins regular season MVP. I'm going to buy it. That. I'm going to oh, buy it. The okay. Chargers, I don't know about the Ravens making the finals. Or I'm on that with you. Yeah, that's I don't know why he's saying. That. I don't know why he said finals. That fucked me up. Conference finals, like that. Jesus fucking Christ. We're not talking about. We're not talking about the NBA finals. No, no, that's conference. Uh, conference championship. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So I don't think that the Ravens make the AFC championship. Um, but no, I know that the no I know that the Chargers will. I guarantee it. The Chargers. I think the Chargers definitely should. With an explosive yeah, offense, sure, just got just got JC Jackson as a corner when they already had a good secondary. Khalil Mack. And they just got Khalil Mack. Enough said. I don't need to say another word. And they, they, need, the they needed those, by the way. Their, their secondary was great. They needed Khalil Mack with Joy Bosa. They win. They they win the final. They win. I don't know why I said finals again. AFC Championship. They're they my favorite it. team from the AFC this year to watch. Apart from, I mean, I mean, fuck the I mean, fuck the Jets, but you know what I mean. And if they go that far and if they play that well, then yes, Justin Herbert will win MVP. I buy this take. This is probably gonna happen. If you're not on the Herbert train already, you should be because all he needed was his defense to become better. I like Herbert or Allen to win MVP. I think the league, even though there's voter fatigue, I if Aaron Rodgers somehow perf- performs insanely without Devontae Adams, you know they're going to no. run the fuck out of that story. No, you're telling me they're going to run the fuck out of that story? I don't, I don't think they're going to win 10 games, Daka. It doesn't matter I don't know, how I don't know. I, believe, I, I, yeah, no, I, I understand that. But if the Packers somehow do great, win the division, and Aaron Rodgers has another insane season, even yeah. with Josh Allen and uh, they'd have to win at least for Aaron Rodgers to win over Justin Herbert because I know how Justin Herbert's gonna play this and year. Josh Allen as well and Josh Allen yeah he's he's up there too or even Mahomes yeah. I mean Mahomes, Mahomes is not too, gonna yeah. have Tyreek but you know uh, to for Aaron Rodgers to be considered over those guys again they got to win twelve games without Devontae Adams that's not happening I twelve without Devontae would be yeah that's rough. I won I think, 13 last year. Yeah, I'm yeah. buying the take, though. I uh, I could see Herbert winning MVP. I could see uh, – what's his name? Winning MVP. Josh Allen winning MVP. I think those are the two this year. Yeah. yeah uh, I don't see the Ravens making it all the way. I, yeah. I still, I still want to see what happens to Deshaun Watson. If he plays this season, I, I fucking – I really want him to play. But – um. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the Ravens make it all the way. I think they can, but I don't think they will. Okay. Next. I, I guess I have to sell it. With it. Does that mean I have to sell it? I agree with everything, but... No, I bought it. Yeah. I know I didn't agree with the Ravens being there. Yeah, I guess I'd, I'd buy it all apart from that, yeah. The next take is AFC West is the best division of all time. I'm buying it. I'll tell you why, but I'm buying it. Okay. Oh, you want me to tell you why before you 
buyers. Oh, you're. I mean, I, I, I essentially buy. I don't. I mean, I don't know the history of every single division, but this the, is so like the most this, one I could even see by far. Before this, the best division was probably the Niners. I think it was like 2013. Was it 2013 mm-hmm. or 2016? I don't. One of the two. When they had the Niners, the Seahawks playing really well. Oh, cards. Rams, the cards yeah, with yeah. Carson Palmer, and then I know the, Rams. the time you're talking about. Yeah, that, that the Rams. I think were like seven and nine, but they beat the Cardinals in the regular season at the end of the season. They were a good. But team. this one, this one's definitely better than that, though. Um, that was like one of the best divisions of all time. Like, yeah, I think that was the best division of all time prior to this year. Now you have this, and now you have the Chargers, who are just insane, insane. Broncos, who, you know, top top five, top seven defense. And now they have Russell Wilson along with yeah. all that talent. Javante Williams, decent O-line. Uh, Very good receiving, receiving core. core. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Broncos, Chargers, great teams. Probably going to win at least 10 games each. And you got surprised the if any of those teams don't win 10 games each. And then you got the Chiefs. Great team. We know the Chiefs. Uh, lost Tyreek Hill, but again, they should at least win 11 games. Least sure, definitely. And then uh, to round out those four, who am I missing? When's the last time every team in the the Raiders, the Raiders in the the division rather? When is the last time every team in the division uh, won ten games? I'm not sure, but I know I don't know if that's ever happened. But I know that now I don't think that's ever happened. But I know now there's 17 games in the season, so it could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the Raiders is the fourth team. Derek Carr, great. Um. You know, developed into one of the better QBs in the league, and now you got Devontae Adams tossed in the mix. Uh, so that just makes that team even better. Uh, Surely it's happened though. When you look at it, because like you can look at last season, you have eleven, ten, nine for the East. You have ten, nine, eight, eight for the North. Yeah. Twelve, nine. Uh, With each team playing side. each other twice, though, it's, it makes it a lot. That's harder. more difficult. Yeah. That's why there's always like that one team that doesn't that always kind of stops yeah. it. Team that gets swept by one or two. Yeah. So look at the West. The West had the closest one last year. You had the Rams with 12, the Cards with 11, the 49ers with 10, but the Seahawks only had 7. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe they could possible, all win 10. Though. I genuinely think it's possible. Every one of those teams has the potential to do it. Yeah. Even the Raiders being the weakest link can still do it. And um, they got better. They're the weakest link, and they got better. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's the best division of all time already. I'm buying the take. I, I'd buy it, too, as far as I know, at least. All right. Next take comes from... Uh, so the first three were from Fried Balbaki. Next take comes from our buddy, Hoos Beydoun, uh, again out of Dearborn, Michigan, um, one of the listeners of this podcast. He says that Marquise Brown will end up number one in receiving yards, and I'm selling it. <laughs> For fuck's sake, no. <laughs> no. So I- I'll give you my reason, and my reason is very simple. One yeah. sentence, and then I'll be done. Let's hear it. Justin Jefferson. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm, he finished under top twenty last season. He, Mark Andrews, finished what was it like top five, top six, uh, in receiving yards last season. Yeah. Uh, and now he's going to a team where he's a wide receiver too. Still, essentially the number two option on that team. Uh, but Kyler Murray, uh, also runs similar to Lamar Jackson. He mm-hmm. doesn't just have a pass-heavy quarterback. He will get a lot more deep, uh, deep opportunities just because he's not that wide receiver one. He he does have DeAndre Hopkins being that wide receiver one that can play in the slot and deep and big or uh, big plays overall. And obviously, uh, do they still have Zach Ertz or is he is he gone? I think they still have Zach Ertz. Really if well. they still have Zach Ertz, you have that. Um, they lost Christian Kirk. Uh, they have they have Rondell Moore, who's also essentially like one of those quick uh yeah uh quick type of guys. Uh, like quick deep threat, all that shit. He could. Play, I mean, he uh, could be like top jet, fifteen. Jet sweep, all that. He might he be could. top. Uh, but. 
I mean, he finished under Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans with Antonio Brown and uh, Chris Godwin playing that year. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Hunter Renfro, Terry McLaurin, Darnell Mooney. Yeah, he won't be number one. I don't think he's uh, definitely. I would sell the shit out of that. I don't think at all that. Uh, I don't think he finishes in top twenty. I don't think he's in. A, I think he's in a better situation. Eh, you know what? He could finish top twenty. He could. He could reach a thousand yards this season potentially. If yeah, I think if, he, if, he might if, barely if cross right. a thousand. But I think Justin Jefferson explodes. Yeah. and goes for like fifteen hundred again. So, um, he's my favorite for number one. Is Justin Jefferson? So yeah, we sell. I like that. Yeah, to yeah, round out the Jackson's day. A big one. To round out the day, uh, we have six more takes, and this time uh, they are from Abe Fawaz. He gives us takes every week, usually very controversial ones. Same freak. (laughs) And so he gives us two NFL takes. His two NFL takes are, number one, AFC North will be the most competitive division in the league. Not the AFC West with the Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, and Raiders, but the AFC North. Oh, the Ravens, it. Steelers, Browns, and Bengals. Um, yeah, I'm going to sell it because I just don't think the Steelers are going to compete in that division. Whereas I don't, I don't think the Browns compete too much, even with if the Sean Watson doesn't play. Yeah, so for me, big. yeah, for me, I think that if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, then you have two weak links, but you already have one guaranteed weak link with Kenny Pickett being a rookie. Um, yeah. I think that the Steelers don't compete. Then you look at the AFC West, um, and the Raiders are going to compete. Derek Carr is going to compete. Devontae Adams is going to compete. That that team might get second or third in the division. Um, whereas the Steelers are surefire probably last place with the Bengals. You could genuinely order the West in any fucking way, and it's not crazy. Exactly, but you can't do that with the North. You definitely can't do that. Steelers with the, yeah, in exactly. first or second in the North, and you're a cycle, right? So yeah, it's not the most competitive division in the league. I'm going to sell. I also sell. No, yeah. The next take is that Juju Smith-Schuster will shine in Kansas City while Tyreek will fail in Miami. So a double take. Um, this is I'm another ex- one of those. Do I sell if I if I agree with half of it? Well, you're just gonna have like you can. T- I guess you can look at it as two takes. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Hmm, this is tough because I think Tyreek has the propensity to fail. I think he might fail in Miami because of that. Jesus, really? Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be good no matter what. But if you're looking at him as like some fantasy superstar, uh, first top 15 pick fantasy-wise talent uh, this year around, I don't think so. I I just don't think so, especially with Jalen Waddle. I know he doesn't have to play with Travis Kelsey anymore, but I don't know if that hurts him or helps him. I think that hurts him a little more, honestly. So what would, what would essentially what would it be if uh, you consider Tyreek failing? What would what would Tyreek have to do to be considered failing that season? Anything below, like a thousand yards. Anything below like eleven hundred yards receiving, and like uh-huh. anything below like ten touchdowns total. Because he what did he have last year? He had twelve hundred last year. And yeah, and that wasn't even a good year. That was not a great year. Yeah, he had nine receiving touchdowns and how many rushing touchdowns? For Tyreek, uh, I mean, it was a good year, but. Statistically, yeah, but it was a decent it? year. It was a pretty. I mean, it's a good year. It's a really good year. I mean, if he doesn't replicate that statistically, I think he fails. If he, I if he's, consider that a fail. I mean, anything below eleven hundred, and anything below ten touchdowns total, because you got to include his rushing touchdowns. I think he has ten. I think I think he surely has ten total touchdowns in a thousand a thousand plus yards for sure. 
the season. If it, well, barring any injuries. If course. that's the case, then I won't call it a failure. But I don't know if yeah. that's gonna happen, honestly, because of Jalen yeah. Waddle I mean, yeah, and because of the system. Yeah, I'm gonna sell it. Uh, just because I don't th- like, I agree with the Tyreek part. Um, kind of like I would. I'm probably not gonna draft Tyreek in fantasy. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think Juju will shine. Like I don't think Juju will shine. I think TikTok boy is not that good. Oh, and then go ahead. Yeah. So what would we what would we consider that as shining? Like what what would he have to do? Thousand plus ten? Are you gonna do the yeah, same thing? Thousand plus like eight touchdowns, but I don't think he's gonna shine. Yeah, I think thousand eight for Juju makes more sense. Thousand ten for or eleven and ten for Tyreek makes sense. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Juju is gonna reach those numbers. I I'd sell it for the complete opposite of you. I think Juju would be forced to get those numbers. Okay. Um. But Mahomes is the path. I don't think the I I think. Chiefs are gonna abandon the run even more than they had, wow. uh, and they're gonna try to f- not not force, but they're gonna try to implement that system a lot more, so where mm-hmm. they can play that team pass ball with Juju Kelsey and uh, Hardman. I want to yeah. see how that goes. I think, I I, I think Juju will. Okay, so, so I'll ultimately succeed, but I, I'll sell it nonetheless. So do you think Ty- Tyreek will fail or? No, no, no. I don't. I don't think there's a chance for Tyreek to fail barring injury. So you're selling half of it? Yeah, I'll sell half of it. Okay. NBA. The Pistons are a playoff contender after this draft. Yeah. Um, what does what does he mean by contender? Like, they, I think he means they make the playoffs. Like they could playoffs or or, uh, or the play in. No, I think he means they're like top seven. Top eight, top seven. What? Yeah. Uh no. So I'm no, gonna sell no. because I think they need one more year. Yeah, I think they need to progress. I would. I mean, you have to. Let's go through the teams. Um, I would go Heat over them. I would go Celtics over them. I would go Bucks over them. I don't even know what the fuck's going on with the Sixers, but as long as Joel Embiid's on that team, I'd go Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Bulls. four. Yeah, uh, Bulls. That's five. Nets. Uh, no matter what's going on with the Nets, I mean, if the Nets keep either of those stars. I'll take the Nets over the Pistons and and Bruce Brown, yeah, yeah. But the Nets also said that if they lose one, they want to they, they don't want to keep the other. Yeah. So. And and the Cavs, don't forget the Cavs. I keep, I take Cavs over them. Uh, if the Hornets keep Bridges. I take uh, the Hornets over them. But then you know what? The Pistons could jump the Hornets. No, the, that'd be the disappointing Pistons for the Hornets. the Hornets. Yeah, the Pistons. That'd be Did you mention the Hawks? I I was gonna go with Hawks, and I think if man, man, they're so close to Dejounte Murray. They're if gonna they get Dejounte Murray. It's just not even close anymore. They're dude. gonna get Dejounte Murray without giving up John Collins. That's fucking insane. And they got you know that you have to immediately trade John Collins after that because you could you could perfect your fucking team. You yeah. know how great their team could be. They could actually contend to go all the way. I don't know. They got like a like, solid fucking player. John is John a good Collins rim protector though, and that's important in this league. He's solid. I just don't. If they can get something better for him, yeah, for them. I don't know if they will. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> to get DeJounte Murray on that team without giving him up. Get, getting DeJounte Murray answers their, any questions they had. Because DeJounte yeah. Murray uh, gives them the guard defense that they needed while also giving them a second ball handler because they did not have a good second ball handler. Exactly. I'm sorry, but Kevin Werder is not a good ball handler. Bogdanovich, He's just 3D guy. Bogdanovich is not a good ball handler. He, but he was the second ball handler on the team yeah. behind Trey Young. So that, those are shooters, man. Those are shooters that can play some D sometimes. You get DeJounte Murray, he could do literally fucking everything. Yeah, everything except shoot threes really well, but that's yeah. the last thing the team needed, honestly. Yeah, and if he's open, he'll take them. You know what I mean? It's not horrible, but, like, you know. Yeah, no, no, they need got to. Trey Young. DeJounte answers their questions. He's the prayer. Perfect. He's the that is the, the perfect. Prayer. 
we talked about it. I'm, I'm sure we talked about it in the podcast earlier. Before I think it was episode even, one. Like, yeah, first episode. We didn't even uh, have this like come into any play like before this even came to fruition. We said Dejounte Murray was the guy for that. Uh, what's it called? Like that team? That'd be a perfect fit for that team. Yeah, that's crazy. That's actually fucking happening. Happen. What's crazy is the Spurs went from John Collins, uh, to Danilo Gallinari somehow, a part of that trade. I think they wanted the picks, and I think the Hawks probably weren't. Uh, ready to give up too many picks with John Collins for Dejounte Murray, but for the Spurs to go from I don't know John what the Collins Spurs and picks. I don't know what the Spurs are doing. Why would they yeah, get rid of Dejounte Murray? Somebody said like somebody said like Pop saw Victor Victor Juan Benyama highlights and he said I'm gonna trade uh, Dejounte Murray to get every single fucking first round pick I can get. Try to get that guy. It's crazy, man. I don't know about that. It's it's I mean it's, it, no it's just a joke, but it's like. It, I don't know what the fuck you get rid of Jonathan Murray for. He's so he's young. He's progressing like crazy. He's like 24, 25 years old right now. You send yeah. him to the Hawks, that, that team's going to be fucking insane to watch. Barring yeah, very excited. And then next next NBA take, though, is the, mm-hmm. that Boston needs another superstar to be a true contender. What are you talking about? They just, they just, they just made the finals. Yeah, I'm selling that. I think – I don't think Boston needs anything, honestly. Their core I mean, yeah, is good. Their core is young. I mean, Horford's getting old, sure. But, like, they're going to contend again. And they were already a contender. Yeah. I don't know. Already what you, a true I contender. I didn't ever think they were going to beat Golden State. So, I don't know if that's what you mean by true contender. And they did lead the series, too. They led 2-1. And they stole a game in Golden State. Yeah, they played well in the beginning. I Steph Curry just took a shot on them. That's it. And Andrew Wiggins put Tatum in hell. Yeah, I don't think they need another superstar at all. They have... Yeah, I know. They have one superstar. Tatum just needs to grow. Yeah, Tatum just needs to... If anything, Tatum just needs to become a true superstar. Exactly. Right. He's there. But, He's right but, there. He's but just they have, four. But they don't need a new one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, so, sell. So, um, UFC, last two takes of the night. Always fun with this. Sean O'Malley is on the rise and will be a, will be a UFC championship holder. Um, what do you say? He's on the rise. I mean, I agree with definitely that. Definitely on the rise. He was. Well, he was in early. Ple- he went from early pre- prelims to the main card, so he was definitely on the rise. Yeah, he's been main card for a bit now too. Like it's just. Uh, actually, I don't even think he's ever been on early prelims. I don't know if he has. Uh, well, I think pre- they've always had him higher up in the card. At definitely least in the prelims. Prelim. Yeah. Yeah, just because, uh, like coming off of Dana White contender series, Dana White was calling him. He has that effect. He's wanted him. Like he's been the highlight. Um and he's obviously growing, growing, growing. Well, he's got to deal with he's got to deal with like on that top is of the him. most stacked division by far, in mm. my opinion at least. It's that between that and lightweight and featherweight there too. He's fourteen right now. Yeah, and he's fighting, fighting Pedro. Pedro Munoz. He'll go to up to probably ten. Probably he'll play, take Pedro's ten spot if he beats Pedro. Uh, it's a scary. Pedro's fight eleven. Pedro's eleven yeah. right now. Oh, you went band down eleven. Oh, who went up? Um, um, who's at ten? I think Dominic Cruz just beat Pedro Munoz. No. Oh no, that was that a was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that was a while. Ago. Um, Frankie Edgar lost. Frankie Edgar at ten. Forgot. I forgot how that how the uh how those move because uh, it was it was the number ten. Pedro Munoz was number ten. Let's see. Uh, Frankie Edgar's ten right now. Yeah, so he he was up there a little bit. Let me go check these uh, bantamweight rankings. So you have. Um, Munoz is at nine right now. Actually, no, you're probably looking at older rankings. You have Munoz at nine. Okay, so they actually moved Munoz up just for the hype of this fight. That's actually hilarious. They moved him up just to 
uh, what's it called, to make this fight uh, more interesting. Sean O'Malley's at 13 now. Yeah, Umar just went up to 15. He took uh, Adrian Yanez's 15 spot. Mm. But uh, Sean O'Malley versus Ricky Simone is a crazy fight. Sean O'Malley versus um, Marab's an insane fight. Him versus Cheeto Vera. Cheeto Vera whooped him uh in in their their first fight it was it was a close fight that is only loss yeah that was cheeto it was uh so cheeto ended up it was a good fight uh sean was getting his his due cheeto's getting his due uh yeah cheeto had a good leg kick and it like it actually got the perennial nerve of uh wow o'malley's calf and yeah so sean o'malley's he tried to fight off it as much as he could he couldn't anymore and then uh just got ground and pounded to a finish but it was like when he gets to the top he's got to deal with dillashaw Jordan Yan and Aljamain yeah. Sterling. I, I mean, think Dillashaw's a good fight. It, like, the thing with O'Malley is like it, it, those guys that are going to strike with him, it it gives me worry for those guys because his O'Malley's his really fast. His defense is pretty solid. And his uh, length. It's, it's those leg kicks. Yeah, his length. It is his length and his height. Really insane for those kind of guys. But it's the guys who are much bulkier, uh, much longer, and much more powerful. That kind of scare me for him. And mm. even if those those other guys that strike with him, like Jose Aldo, Peter Yan, Tiji Dillashaw, those leg kicks, man, his his legs, it's not that it's not that you could just completely obliterate him just kicking his legs because, I mean, you could fucking do that every single time even if he checks them because uh, calf kicks are calf kicks nonetheless. Why hasn't, he gotten, with those calves, but. why hasn't he gotten a bigger push? He's fought 16 times. He's only lost once. I f- let me go look at his uh, tapology. It's like he's, he, he's all about this thing where he just takes whatever fight he can get uh, oh. and it, it's like this joke around where he's like, let me fight the bums until I get paid more. Cause why would I go fight the higher guys? If I'm not getting paid to fight the higher guys, you know, he wants that top, top dog money before he fights the top dogs. Cause yeah. I mean, he is the guy that's going to be bringing in the bread. You do, you do Sean O'Malley versus, uh, versus Jose Aldo. You do Sean O'Malley versus Corey. Uh, and then you do Jose Aldo versus, uh, not Jose Aldo, Sean O'Malley versus Corey Sanhagen. All those guys are great names. Even Jose Aldo is a huge name. But uh, what's it? None of the O'Malley's gonna be bringing in the money, and like, he knows that. That, that it's similar with Connor, where like Connor fought all this way, all the way uh to go up there. Only difference is Connor didn't give yeah. a fuck about the money as much because he knew he's gonna get his money. I think O'Malley, I, I don't know. Like I might buy the take because I think O'Malley could do it. Like, yeah, it's not like oh, okay, he's definitely not gonna do this. He's definitely yeah. he doesn't have the skill. He, like no, I don't think that's the case with O'Malley. I'll buy it. He can. He he can. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not gonna go as far to say as he will. Because, yeah. like, there's some guys where you just see them, like, uh, you see them rise, and you're just like, okay, this guy's going to be a champion. I don't know about O'Malley, but I think he definitely could. I can't say he won't. 100% can. Yeah. There's a lot of great fights. Not only the ones that are above him right now, but you have Adrian Yanez under him. I, I think, think he could beat Yanez, though. Kamzat, you see Kamzat rising, and you're like, okay, he's probably going to be Kamzat's going to be a champ. Yeah, he's going to be a champ one day. You, you look yeah. at him fight, like, even when he wasn't in the top 10, you're like, okay, this guy is fucking yeah. insane. Shout right? out Rachmanov is, is one of those guys, too. You just look at me. So if O'Malley was one of those guys, I would have said bye right away, right? Like, you could have yeah. told me Hamza was going to be a champ when he wasn't even in the top 10. And me and you would have both said, yeah, he's going to be a champ. Here's the thing, but, though. He's getting he's getting pushed. He is getting who, pushed. O'Malley? Yeah, because look, so he fought uh, in his first fight in the UFC. He, uh... Not his first fight. Okay, so yeah, he ended up fighting in the Ultimate Fighter finale, uh, like the that card. He fought in Dana White's contender series, just a crazy knockout, and uh, that's that's what got him. That's where Dana White said he had the effect where he's going to go in. He comes in, uh, fights Terian Ware, just like obviously an uh, just a come up fight for him. Yeah, he goes to fight uh, Andre Sal- 
I don't even know who the fuck this guy is to be honest. I've never heard of him in my life. Yeah. Uh, whoops his ass. Uh, but then then he starts jumping up a little bit. Uh, Jose Alberto Quinones. He's all right. Nothing special. He's, he's pretty mid, if anything. Uh, then he goes to Eddie Wineland, who was pretty decent at the time. He's obviously fallen now, but uh, knocks out Eddie Wineland with, with that re- with that highlight ass knockout one two. Uh, straight he faked uppercut one two, and then yeah. got him uh fake uppercut fake one, and then they hit him with a two, knocked him out cold walk off knockout. Okay. Then he goes up to fight Chido Vera, where he loses. Uh, with that whole leg kick and the whole thing. Yeah, that was four his first fights loss. ago. Then he goes back down to fight Thomas Almeida, who was the top guy, uh, and he was twenty two and four going in to fight him, but he's on mm-hmm. a losing streak. Abused Thomas Almeida, and then he went to fight. He's going to fight Luis Smolka, who is closer towards the top of that. He's still climbing, still climbing, uh, top of that rankings. Uh, so it's not like he's not getting pushed. But then obviously Luis Smolka fell out. They gave him Chris Matino, who just came in out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and he used Chris Matino as a heavy bag for three rounds. I remember then, that. Chris, I yeah. remember. I remember having so much respect for Chris. Because of yeah. how much he was taking, like his chin was crazy. It's insane, yeah. And just because of his star power, everybody's like, "Why isn't he getting pushed that much?" Halion Paiva was his next fight. Halion Paiva, the top fifteen caliber guy. Uh, he, he he just beat, in my opinion, he just beat uh, Sergey Morozov. Or it was a very close fight. You can go either way. Yeah. And Sergey Morozov's a top fifteen talent too, in like, any other division except bantamweight because it's so stacked. And he he took out Paiva like it was nothing. O'Malley, he's fought sixteen times and he's only twenty seven. Professionally, yeah, and twelve of them were finishes, eleven knockouts. Guy's striking is insane. O'Malley, no, he's fought sixteen times. Yeah, it's one. yeah, it's sixteen. Oh, okay, I thought he said twenty-seven. No, no, he's twenty-seven years old. Oh, oh, fuck. Okay, which is young. Yeah, he's really young, is what I'm saying. He's not old. Still young. Yeah. Even though he has sixteen under his belt, and twelve of them are finishes, eleven are knockouts. So I'm gonna buy the take. He's gonna be a champ one day, probably. I think he. I think he definitely can. Yeah, the time. Time is on the side. Yeah, time's on his side. Let's see what he does. Uh, some people run star power into other things. We'll see what he does. Yeah. Next, no, I can I can buy it. Next take is that Ian Gary is showing signs of young Conor McGregor, and if he plays his cards right and continues his streak, he'll have just as big as an impact on the UFC world as Conor McGregor did. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You can go first. I don't think Ian Gary is ever going to be a top fifteen talent. Never. He sucks. So why do you think Abe? Okay, no, I'm being I'm being a bit too much on that. He could crack the top fifteen eventually just because of his name. He could beat some certain guys with striking. Yeah, he's overrated, and okay. w- with what he said in in that take, fuck yeah. no, sell the shit out of that. On every aspect of that, or that he's showing signs of young Connor, no fucking chance. And then uh, for the next one, what was what was the other part? Uh, if he plays his cards right, he'll uh, he'll have the same impact. Get the fuck out of here. No, no, I don't want too much about Ian Gary right now. I know he does have the nine and zero streak and all that good stuff. Yeah, I don't know too much about him. Um, he's huge. He's big welterweight. Here's uh, what I've seen. I'm not gonna people say people will try to compare him to Conor because like Conor came in had a crazy knock on his debut. He ended up fighting Max Holloway going into a decision. Uh, and people are like, oh, okay, so you can see Aaron Gary's next uh, second fight. Yeah, he got a he had a great knockout in his first fight. He was getting pieced up by one of the bottom fighters in the UFC, by the way. Getting pieced up. Yes, he's young, but he's getting pieced up one of those guys. Landed a good uh, a counter pull and knocked him out cold. Uh, but then he goes to fight Darian Weeks. Darian Weeks is not Max Holloway. Fighting young young counter versus young Max Holloway with young counter with a torn ACL going to a decision. Okay, that's a whole different story. You have young Ian Gary fighting Darian Weeks. Mm. No impact. Nothing. 
I don't. Darren Weeks can't do shit. Yeah. Gabe Green's gonna be a fucking hard fight for him, man. It's gonna be a hard ass fight for him. So, uh, is that gonna be the early prelims? That's gonna be in the. I think it's a prelim opener. Wow. Okay, that's gonna be really interesting to watch. It's a great it's, card, man. It's such a fucking good card. Gabe Green is a slight underdog. I don't know. I'm excited about Ian Gary. I know he's only 24. He's on the streak. Um, I'm excited to see if he improves. But I yeah. don't know too much about him. So I'm not going to say buy or sell. I'm not going to buy or sell. I don't know. Yeah, I can tell you for sure. He's Abe, Abe's just trying to get something out of us. He, he doesn't know much about him either. Uh, Ian Gary is not fucking doing shit near Connor. The only thing he's close to Connor about is that he's Irish. And that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I tune into that fight on Saturday. I'm curious. Yeah, now. for sure. He's great striking. Don't get me wrong. He is really good. Uh, I'll say boxing. Uh, but the dude gets hit a, a significant amount. That's why he kind of shied away from Darian Weeks. Yeah. Maybe he's progressing. I don't know. But you can't compare him to Connor in any sort of manner at all. Yeah. Well. That rounds out our takes, Taka. And that means that we don't have anything left on our schedule for this podcast. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to put your two cents Be- on in the could, sports world? Could look over that like in that fucking on paper card of the year. Uh go over it real quick. Which one? The UFC two seventy six this Saturday. Oh, this Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh let's look at that. You can we rush by every single one of them. I wouldn't really uh, you don't. We don't have to go dive deep into too much because it's just. It's gonna be so fucking fun. Let's see. Take, it's gonna take a second to look. For, okay, so you got. You're good. Uh, at the early prelims, let's start with that. You got Jessica Rose Clark. You got Harley Quinn or Buffley Quinn because she's fucking huge. Versus Julia, Julia Stoliarenko. Stoliarenko's an armbar uh, art girl, and Jessica Rose Clark doesn't know how to defend armbars. And wow. her last fight, she got submitted in by an armbar. Well, wow. uh, granted, it was a much better opponent. Uh, but Jessica Rose Clark can throw hands, uh, and she's been able to wrestle recently. She's okay. a very fun fighter to watch. It's a really good opener fight. Uh, I don't think this goes the distance unless she wrestle fucks her. But it'll be a very fun fight to watch. We can go uh, past that. I think I think Jessica Rose Clark will learn her mistakes from the armbars, hopefully, and get past it. You think you think Duplessis wins this fight against Tavares? Uh, Tavares is probably the better fighter over, like skill for skill, probably the better fighter overall. But he's taken a downfall. Uh, he his last two wins, his last two fights were two wins, but they were against bottom level competition. Omar Akhmadov went to PFL and I think lost. I can't remember if he lost or won, but he didn't even look good at all. It, it, and he went to a split decision with him. I think Duplessis could probably knock him out. I think it'll be a knockout. I don't think this fight goes the distance unless Tavares somehow wins it by jabbing. Duplessis mm. in his sixteen and two record has won sixteen fights. By knockout or submission, all finishes, and he's lost two fights by knockout or submission. Just finishes. He's only been finished, or he finishes. That fight's not going to distance. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can go to the next one. What do we got? Jessica and Macy Barber. Yeah. This is probably like a. I mean, Macy Barber could make this interesting if Jessica I wants to think she's stealing the show. She could try to make it interesting. Um, but on a, on a, on a regular night, this is like a 15 minute piss break. Go get snacks, go make some popcorn, some shit. Just to get ready for the rest of the fucking fight. Cause the rest of the card is fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this fight could suck. I think Macy Barber should win it. What about Muniz versus Uriah? That's, I don't know why the fuck that's on the early prelims, man. 
It man, man, that's how good this card is. Holy shit! I think this this fight or the the Riddell and Turner fight should have been moved up to the main card instead of Robbie Lawler Barbarina, but they did out of respect for Lawler, I guess, um, to keep his main card streak. This is a fucking huge fight in middleweight. Muniz is, uh, two not, top is insane on the ground, right? That's the guy he submitted Jacare. He broke Jacare's arm in half. Yeah, Muniz, he's he's the thing is with Muniz is he's really good at. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. But he's also, from what I heard, he's also got the Muay Thai. So His Muay Thai is decent. Yeah, he he does have a really good clinch. That, that's where he does most of his work. Gets in the clinch, tries to get the submission off of that clinch. He's that's versatile. He's really versatile. Yeah, I, I think heard. on the striking, if Uriah Hall shows up, he's different to Uriah Hall. If Uriah Hall shows up, he's going to fucking whoop the shit out of somebody. He's probably going to knock somebody out. If Uriah mm. Hall does not show up to the, to the extent that Uriah Hall should show up in, He'll probably get his ass whooped. Uh, I think Muniz, if Muniz gets a hold of him and go and somehow gets to the ground, even if it goes to the clinch against the cage, I think Uriah Hall's fucked. Uh, Uriah Hall has to keep his distance, try to avoid the clinch. Try to piece him up and try to get a knockout. I don't think he can go to a decision against Andre Muniz. I don't know if he's going to be able to go 15 minutes without getting held, grabbed, gone to the ground. Yeah, Muniz on the ground. Yeah, He's insane, man. He's so good. He, Plus he was lying. talking shit about being a better submission artist than... Uh, Jacare Souza and fucking submitted Jacare, not even submitted, and he broke his arm. Wow. Uh, then you got the the prelims. Let's quickly go through those. Um, that bitch up. Cerrone and Miller just got yeah, dropped got, out of the main card. Sucks, man, because Bobby Green was supposed to fight Jim Miller. So who do you got? I got Jim Miller by knockout. Probably first or second round. I think Cerrone's out of it. I think it's gone. He's cut weight twice in the past couple of weeks, <sighs> past month or so. Now he's coming to 170, so it's not going to be... It's a short notice, so they moved it up to 170. They were supposed to be Jim Miller versus Bobby Green at 155, but Cerrone's not going to cut weight again, and especially on short notice after Nestor... I think he's supposed to cut weight for Austin, and he, obviously it fell through. So yeah. he cut weight for Austin. They're giving him that welterweight fight. He's finally trying to get his fight in. This fight happens... I forgot how many years ago. It was a great fight. Cerrone knocked out Jim Miller. I think Jim Miller's going to make it one and one and knock him out. He's been... Jim Miller's looked good. Even though I think he's too high of a favorite, just because I don't think anybody should lay minus two fifty plus on Jim Miller. But yeah, he's yeah I see him minus two ten here, but that might be different depending on the book. He's he's looked good. He's knocked out some really good young dudes. So what about Gary? You think Gary just keeps his streak up? I think he. I think this is going to be a, a scary test for him. I think it should be. If not, then he's he's done leaps. Because Gabe Green's solid. Gabe Green's a, Gabe Green's a really good pressure fighter. He's going to get in his face. He's going to make it interesting, uh, but Ian Gary, he's very he's five fast. inches taller. Gary. Five inches taller, much better reach, much better striking. It's uh, very, very fast. It's Gabe Green's going to probably try to wrestle him, too. So we're going to see. We're going to see. It's going to be a good test for him, man. It's going to be a really good test for him. And if he if he gets rid of him like it's nothing, it's, it's a good jump for him. He's going to get a good leap. Nice. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't see who's next because my thing is loading. Who's next up yeah. on the list? For the prelims. So, yeah, we're going to get Brad Riddell versus Jalen Turner because we get Robbie Lawler mm, and Robert Riddell moved up. Yeah, so Riddell versus Turner, is, that could, that's a fight of the night type of a fight for sure. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe even with this card it, potentially, but obviously you have Holloway, Volkanovski, you have Strickland Pereira, uh, Munoz O'Malley. Like those, I think those three are also big fight of the night contenders. Um, but okay. Riddell versus Turner, it's going to probably end in a knockout. These two are fucking insane, man. I'm excited it's, for that, that fight. It's and it's going. It's the last fight going into the main card. 
it's going to be fucking crazy. Your crowd's going to be erupting. There's there's no way that fight is going to be boring, by the way. I promise you, that's going to be a fucking banger no matter fucking what. No matter what happens in that fight, it's going to be a banger. This whole card's going to be a banger. I got to make so sure good. I don't watch it alone. This card and the July 30th card are going to be unreal. Next, in the, so we got the main card next, right? Yeah, so we go to, I don't, I think O'Malley's opening, and then they're going to do Robbie Lawler and Brian yeah. Barberino, so we can go with O'Malley and Munoz. Okay. Uh, uh, Barberino and, and Lawler were on the prelims before, right? Yeah, so they just moved that up uh, okay. to replace Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate. They got moved. Okay, and so you think O'Malley takes this and continues rising? I think it's going to be tough. Uh, I just think uh, Munoz is Munoz's best option is his insane, nasty-ass leg kicks. As mm-hmm. cliche as that sounds against Sean O'Malley, that is genuinely his best bet. But I think Pedro is not the quickest of bantamweights. And fighting one of the quickest, if not the quickest bantamweight, uh, you could throw a leg kick and you could throw a wrong leg kick and you get, you get caught and it's going to be bad. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a very interesting fight. Uh, I, I, I have to pick O'Malley. Yeah, I'm gonna take O'Malley, and then you got, and then this is where Lawler comes in. Yeah, Lawler and, Lawler and Barbarina is. I mean, that could be a boring old dude fight, or, uh, or, or, or honestly, a slugfest like Matt Brown versus Barbarina. Um. I want Robbie Lawler to win just because I love Robbie Lawler. And if he fights like he did against Nate Diaz, he might be able to, but I don't fucking know. I think Barbarina could steal this. Okay. Yeah. A couple more. Um, Fuck Sean Strickland. This one, man. Sean Fuck Strickland this versus one. Alex Pereira. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. I think Strickland's going to be forced to wrestle him. I don't know. I want Strickland to win because it's going to be fucking hilarious if he does. But I okay. also want Pereira to win because I want to see Pereira versus Izzy. You're talking. Um, this fight is really interesting because there's a guy who fought nearly 30 times in his career so far. He's 25 and yeah. three, and then Pereira was only fought six professionally. But now here's the thing with that though, because yeah. like you, you see, I'm, I'm I'm gonna show you this because this is why this is interesting. Ready? Mm-hmm. So Sean Strickland used to fight at welterweight. Obviously went up to middleweight, and he's been having extreme success since then. He has not lost at middleweight. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think his last loss was actually getting knocked out by Usman uh, okay. at welterweight. Um, and Alex Pereira only has six fights because he's a kickboxing guy, similar to Izzy. Izzy just moved to MMA a lot earlier than him. In kickboxing, I think it was a K1. I can't remember what uh, orga- organization it was under. Alex Pereira fought Israel Adesanya two times. He beat him the first time. Okay. And he knocked him out the second time. Wow. It's so the only time twice. Izzy's not knocked out. And Izzy's trying to, like, trying to, like, brush by and stuff like that. He said, he said like, this is MMA. We have, uh, this isn't these pillow gloves. Like, when I hit you, it's going to fucking hurt with these four-ounce gloves or eight-ounce gloves or whatever. I forgot. Eight-ounce gloves, I'm pretty sure they're using. Yeah. Izzy got knocked out cold and got put on an oxygen tank on the ground in the middle of the, in the, middle of the uh, boxing ring with those pillow gloves. I don't know what the fuck. He, he, he fucked himself over by saying that. There's no reason to fucking say that. You're just screwing yourself with that. Mm. Pereira's striking is, is fucking insane. Him and Izzy, those two, those two can fucking bang. They're, it's so slick. With how good these guys that kind of helps me up. I really want to yeah. see what Pereira does to Strickland. Then. And yeah, so Pereira's getting fast tracked. So he hasn't lost in the UFC. Um, he came in, fought Mitchellitis, uh, knocked him out with a flying knee. It was an insane flying knee. And then he his next fight was a big jump up against Bruno Silva and had a great performance against him. Nearly knocked him out a couple of times too. 
and now he's getting right. a huge jump from that to Sean Strickland. This is a, this is a number one contenders fight. So whoever fights it, whoever wins this fight, is going to go fight the winner of the main event. Well, Pereira's not even ranked, right? Yeah, he's not even ranked. It's a huge jump. That's Sean insane. Strickland's number four. Wow, that's that's insane. It's a big jump, man. It's going to be a great fight. I'm excited for that now. Now you so, have this fucking fight. <laughs> so next up, we have Volk versus Holloway. Volk is one of the best strikers in, in MMA right now. So is Max. Max is one of the best strikers in the MMA right now. They're, they're the two MMA of scene. the best fighters in MMA pound for pound, period. Whether yeah. you're going to do it by the, the basis of the pound for pound list, or you're going to do it by skill for skill, pound for pound. I have no idea. I'm going to take Max. I think I think he gets it done. I, I, what? What? Man, dude, really? I thought he won the second fight. I really thought he won the second fight. He knocked Volk down twice on top of that. I he can't just, wait, he just man. gave away those last two rounds, and that's what screwed him, man. It's, when the champ wins the last two rounds, you always see decisions go in a really weird way sometimes. And I really thought that was – like a lot of people still think that too. Uh, but I don't give a fuck if a lot of people think that nonetheless. I'm telling you, I think that Max Holloway won that fight. He lost it by split decision ultimately, but wow, I thought man. he won that fight. I think it's going to be very insane. I think he gets hit a little too much, uh, and Volk doesn't get hit nearly as much. Yeah. But uh, I think, I mean, if Volk gets hit against Max, though, he, he definitely gets hit against Max, especially in that second fight. I think Max is locked the fuck in. Uh, I do see it in his face, though, when he talks, when he had that Brett Okamoto interview. Seems like it's kind of in his head a little bit. Mm. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's in Volk's head at all when I watch him better than stuff like that. But, um, can't wait to watch it, man. I, I genuinely I, think I'm Holloway so excited for, like, I'm excited for this whole card, but I'm excited for like yeah. four or five of these cards, especially these, these or fights. fights. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm telling you, man, that this there is no more skill in an octagon ever than, than Holloway and Volkanovski fighting each other. I think the, I actually I'll I'll go one fight that goes over them is Demetrius Johnson versus Dominic Cruz. That is mm-hmm. the only one that like you have more skill than anybody else ever in the than having two people in an octagon. Those two, that Dominic Cruz and Demetrius Johnson. Uh, are definitely the top for me when they when they fought each other. Volk versus Max, number two, hundred percent. Last fight of the night. We get to see it a third time. Is Izzy versus Jared Cannonier? I think this one's. It sucks that this has to be the last fight because we already know what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, Volk and Max should be the main event, but what they do is obviously the heavier weights on the more important fight go up. So I know, but still, man, it, like we know what's going to happen. That's the thing. Showcase, man. It should be a showcase for Izzy. Should Izzy, be. Izzy should just squat down and take a meaty, snaky shit in his mouth. Man, I don't know, man. He went life and death with Gastelum, but that was a while ago, and he made he fucked up Paulo Costa's mental. Who did Izzy lose to again? Uh, nobody. Oh, uh, John, Jan Blachowicz. Jan Blachowicz. He went up to light heavyweight to try to fight for that uh, light wow. heavyweight belt, and he lost. And he lost to Jan Blachowicz. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't lost a middleweight yet. Uh, I mean. <sighs> Officially, but I, I mean, I, I think he's lost twice, but mm. uh, I don't think this is going to be one of those where he's going to have a close decision that he yeah, should have won. Yeah, I mean, I'm still excited to watch it. Izzy yeah. and Sean O'Malley remind me of each other sometimes. Their mm. finesse, their speed, their striking speed, their their defense. Very similar. Um, they remind I me of each other. So much better. Striker. Well, yeah, but for them to be on the same card is just like two yeah. of my favorite strikers. So for I'm sure. Excited. I enjoy uh, O'Malley more as an off- as an offensive guy. I enjoy Izzy as a much more defensive guy. Yeah. 
The only way Ken Oniorga wins is if he starges him or if he somehow wrestles him and gets him in a clinch. You can get him yeah. in a clinch and hit him with some nasty elbows, man. I don't know. But then again, you got dropped by Derek fucking Brunson, so I don't really give him much. Yeah, good luck to him. That's all I'm going to say. That's all, I, that's all I can get, really. Yeah. Well, that does round out uh, our podcast today. Uh, we have to end off with a little UFC prediction. But I'm really excited for that. You got the World Cup group stage mock that we did. Uh, looking forward to next week where we do round one of the tournament. Uh, we also went over NBA free agency, so I'm trying to see what happens with James Harden and Bradley Beal and a couple of these guys. I think we're going to get some interesting things happening this week for sure. Exactly. Some some talking points for next week. Buy, sell was a blast today. And to round things out, like I said, UFC. Make sure you get out there and watch that card this uh, this Saturday, the legal way, hopefully. But if not, NBABite.com and I'll play. But... <laughs> uh, it was a good it was a good podcast for sure. And with that being said, uh we are gonna round it out. And Daka, you have anything else to say? All good. All right, man. See you guys next week on Tuesday, Tuesday night, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh that's all. Wow.